This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Hello, badasses. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. I am your co-host, Jessica Weckerlin. I am here with my other co-host, Laurie Wallace. What's up, badasses? Um, As usual, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We know your time is valuable and we are so grateful to be spending another little bit of time with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, So today we're going to talk about doing things scared. Um, I recently just did a Facebook live about this. Did you watch that, Laurie? I, I did watch oh, that's it. That's right. You did. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just felt super inspired in the moment to share all the scary things that I had been doing because I feel like there's also other scary things on, on the, the horizon. horizon, you know? So, um, in my Facebook live, I talked about doing hair next to Gino, who is a world-class hairdresser. And I do not consider myself a world-class haircutter even. Um, Color is definitely more my wheelhouse. But um, that to work next to somebody who, like, lifts you up and... um, makes you want to take it to the next level is super important, whether that be for work or relationships, right? Like you always want to hang with people that elevate you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Gino does that for sure. Big time. Um, And then we did that 75 minute yoga, hot yoga. That shit scared me. I was scared, but super scared um, because I had never done 75 minutes before. That was intense. It was a lot. It was a lot on my body. I'm going to be real. I was really excited when we started to do the cool down because not once in the class did I wonder when it was going to be over. Yeah. Like I was so excited when we started to wind down and I was like, oh my God, I actually made it. I made it. I can't (laughs) believe it. Okay. Um, So yeah, doing it scared. But the... Most random, oddly, weirdly scary thing that I did was I took a hip hop class. Yes, you, you did. don't see many 35 year old white women just like taking up hip hop. I mean, like randomly. Maybe. Maybe you do. Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. But, you know, I, I went into, well, first of all, I've been putting it out into the universe that I need adult dance classes. You have. And it's really hard to find adult dance classes that are available for dancers who have training, but don't dance professionally or regularly. You know what I mean? Like it's not an extracurricular that you find a lot of adults wanting to jump into for sure. Yeah. Like, right. Or if you do like, you know, there's like little old lady, like tap classes and stuff that you can take, but I'm like, well, I need something more challenging or, you know what I mean? Right. So I saw that this local hip hop choreographer that I super admire was doing a $5 drop in class. I messaged him and I was like, I mean, what's really the level of 
difficulty here. What kind of idiot am I actually going to look like if <laughs> right. I do this? Like, yeah. Um, and he said, it's going to be hard. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, I have like 17 years of past dance experience, but I haven't danced in 15 years. Um, so what do you suggest? He was like, you can do it. It'll be hard, but you can do it. Y'all, I showed up. And I thought, like, I would just go to the back of the class and, like, hide back there. Mm -hmm. Five people. Right. You can't hide in five people. I can't hide in five freaking people. And I was the only white girl there. And I was like, oh, my God, these people are going to be like, what is this white girl girl doing? Um, And, like, I, I wanted to give up. I felt all the emotions. I was so embarrassed. I was sad. Like I teared up a couple times. I was annoyed. I mean, I was, yeah, happy. And when I was getting it, I was getting it. But connecting all the moves together at the tempo that we were doing it was so fucking hard. It was ridiculous. Um, and actually, I, I haven't even looked at it. He personally messaged me. Okay. Um, with a video. Nice. And he said, "You should take a look at this. You're not as bad as you think." Oh, see, let's watch it. And well, I have not watched as it. As soon yet. as this episode's no, over, we're no, watching no, no, no. it. Oh my like... god. Um. Well, we'll see. Anyway, these dancers that were there were so good. I was getting my ass kicked by this like 14 year old next to me in a SpongeBob <laughs> shirt that I was like. Where, what the hell? Where did you come from? Yeah. Like there were these three other adults and then this teenager there. And I'm like this one person who hasn't danced in a long time, you know. But anyway, I just I welcomed the emotions. And what was really hard was. You know, and I'm familiar enough with this choreographer where I know that he films all his classes. Mm-hmm. So once we learned the combination and he brought out the camera, I was like, shit. Like, I I don't know if I'm, like, ready for me to, like, on camera, be like, on yeah, camera, totally. you know? Um, so I was going to dip. I wanted to. Yeah. I was going to bow out. But I thought it would look worse if I did. Chump. So yeah. I totally <laughs> did it out of pride. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd rather okay. be on camera and look like a yeah. fool. yeah. Then run out of here, then shamed. run out yeah. of here yeah. with my tail between my yeah, legs. Totally. So I was like, it's time to step up, Jessica. Mm-hmm. You've already done one scary, well, two scary things this week. Right. Like, what kind of leader, what kind of inspiration are you going to be if you run out of here? And so I stayed and I did it. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Okay. Um, so you stayed. I stayed. Through the video. I did. How'd you feel at the end? So here's what's really interesting. Like, okay, I haven't watched the video, like I said, but I know for a fact that the takes on the video were probably the best that I did it all night. Of course, because you'd had the most time to work with Because I felt on. Right. And like... Don't F this up. You pull your shit together on camera. I, did, yeah, totally. I know without even seeing it, y'all, I know I stumbled. I know that those other dancers outdanced me like no one's business. Like, I get it. But I did feel after we videoed it, I was like, I feel like that was my best time. 
you know, um, we are watching it as soon as this is over. And I can't wait for you to be like, oh, my God, I wasn't as bad as I thought I was. Uh, like, we'll see. So everything that you just said, I hear. But really, the first thing that you said was what was most important. You showed up. I did. That is all that's required. That's all that's required is that you just have to show you the know, fuck up. You know, and I think up. of that Glennon Doyle quote yes. all the time. All the time. Like, you're scared, you're worried, you're messy, show up just anyway. show up. Because I was like, I can't keep bitching about this lack in my life mm -hmm. when it's presented to me. And, you know, yeah, like I could look at it like I had no business being there for the level of difficulty that it was. And I haven't danced in 15 years. And might I add, even when I was dancing all those years, I can count on one hand how many hip hop classes I've taken in my life right. because it just wasn't accessible to me. Like hip hop wasn't a class that was offered when I was growing up. So talk about like, I was completely out of my element. And you still went and, and I showed still up went and it was fine. And I didn't die. And you didn't die. And that's the message. And goodbye. I'm I'm done. We're done. Episode Have over. Have a nice week. No. Um, <laughs> no, that it also doesn't matter how quote unquote well you did in the class. You did better than all of the people that didn't show up that were interested. True. And that being bad at something, a beginner at something like hip hop or whatever it is, you know, doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Like that's how anybody gets good at that kind of thing is yeah. by practicing it. Right. And be, and you may not have, you may have tried it and been like, I hate hip hop dancing. I don't ever <laughs> want to do it again, but you still like know that, but you did it. Did you like it? I loved it. Okay. So now do you think you'll do it again? Well, okay. So at the end of the class, um, you know, I was paying the choreographer for the, you know, $5 yeah. drop-in. And he said- $5 drop-in? Yeah. Can I please work with this guy? Because <laughs> Dude, for I, the epiphany you I, had after this class- Let me tell you, I gave way him more 20. Than, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, sorry. And continue. he was like, I don't have change. I was like, you deserve it. Yeah, please continue. Um, I know. And I low-key wanted to be like, you need to be charging We can do more. better than this, my friend. <laughs> But okay, I was like, $5 drop in, here's a 20. Um, no, so he asked me, um, how do you feel? And I said, well, for being 35 and not having danced in 15 years, I don't think it was terrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. And he said, well, is that what you want to be? <laughs> not great, but not terrible. Bam. And I said, no. And he said, Okay, then I'll see you here next month. Because yeah. he only does this class once a month, like in this particular, you know, setting. Um, and he was like, you should really look into other classes. Like, you know, so between now and then or like YouTube or, you know, like some myself, sort of thing. Get Everdance. Like yesterday, <laughs> Jessica, I do silly hip hop dances on that all the time. Nobody sees me. I'm at home all by myself with the app. But I bet there would be things on there that you could practice, not to mention the fact that Adelaide would freaking love it. Oh, my God. I'm sure she would. There's I, a million TikTok dances and stuff on there. Like, you guys I would actually have already emailed a studio that's right down the street from my house that says they offer adult hip hop, but we'll see. Hours of fun dancing on Everdance. Everdance. Like, get it. Um, okay, Sponsor so us. <laughs> refocus. Okay. Doing it scared. 
Yes. So after a week of doing these things that scared you. <laughs> it was you, a big week. It was a big week, right? <laughs> yeah. Were you proud of yourself? I was proud of myself. I absolutely was. Um, just because, um, you know, and I said this in my Facebook Live too, like, I'm so tired of this bullshit lie that, like, we go to work and die. Yeah. And I have, <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm getting over a cough. Um, I have specifically curated my life to now make room for things that I enjoy. I no longer, you know, and like, God, I know that the masses do it, but guys, I would highly suggest if you have the opportunity and the power to cut your work week down and, you know, like without having to completely sacrifice your lifestyle, like, I, I just, I want to do things that make me happy. That's what you're here for. Right. Like, yeah. that that's what I believe that God and the universe or whatever you believe in, that that's what they want for us. I think that God wants me to be happy and dancing makes me really, really happy and doing hair makes me really, really happy right. and traveling makes me really, really happy. So if I'm a dancing hair artist, traveling crazy person. That's what you are actually. Like, that's yeah. what I am. And that's what I'm going to do. And that this conversation of, I can't take the time away from my earning hours to be happy is bullshit. I'm just going to call out everybody who says that they can't make room in their life to do things that really set them on fire. Because what I know, A, from personal experience, but B, from the experience of every person that I've worked with is that when you make time to be happy, whether that means you're cutting out work time or whatever time, you're not cleaning the house, you're not right. going and, yeah, like doing meal, whatever, whatever you're not doing that you're making time for your own happiness. Whatever you think you're going to lose, you don't lose. You don't. You don't lose the money. The money comes to you in a different way. Yeah. And that might be because you worked 10 hours less and for whatever reason, you got a credit on your electric bill and you didn't have to pay it that month. Whatever it is, like yeah. something is going to stop gap it because you're focused on this vibration of happiness. And that's true for all people, right? You're supposed to be a full feeling, happy person that's doing things that light you on fire. And back to the fear, right? Fear is just like this thing where we feel like um, I'm uncomfortable. I'm out of my comfort zone. And your brain is like, oh, no, no, we're not going to be uncomfortable. Like, you better not do that because it's dangerous. You better not do that. You won't have enough money on your paycheck at the end of the week. You better not do that because we don't know what's going to happen here. And that keeps us small. That keeps us from doing things like cutting hair next to Gino Chapman mm -hmm. when we don't feel like we're great hair cutters, right? Like it keeps you from stepping into the arena where you could be performing because you don't think that you're big enough, have enough experience, well enough educated, whatever it is, whatever excuse we make up. That's just your brain trying to insulate and protect you. If you tap into like your heart, 
your heart is like, let's fucking do it. What's the worst that's going to happen, right? Like you're going to feel insecure. You're going to feel like maybe you look the wrong way or you're going to say the wrong thing. Like you're not going to die. It's actually not going to kill you, right? And anything that I've ever done that I was really, really proud of, I was terrified to do it. And that that is, for me, has started to become the cue. That if I'm yeah. afraid of it, that means I should do it, right. not shouldn't do Run it. Run toward it. Right. Like all <laughs> Head on. heads forward. Um, and the first time I ever really remember doing that was in 2005. I wanted to be a, what's called a professional. I wanted to be an educator for the manufacturer that I worked for. And I did not have the prerequisites yet. So one of the prerequisites was that you had to have been doing makeup for five years. I'd been doing makeup for three years. So I hadn't hit the five years. Right? Yeah. I had to take all of these classes in order to qualify to even audition to be this educator. It was like seven classes. I had taken two of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like nothing about. And then the people that were auditioning for this had like 10 years experience, 15 years experience. <laughs> they were shooting editorial campaigns. They, they were working right. on runways like they're doing Vogue covers. I had and done like, like yeah. two weddings. OK, like <laughs> I was not. I did not have the credentials. I did not have the experience. I did not have the education. Nothing about that meant I should have gone in and done it. And it looked like it was going to be seven or eight months before I had a chance to audition in the first place. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to nail this next six, seven months. And I'm going to do all the things that I need to do to qualify. And then turns out in two months, I ended up going. They moved the date up. And so I had not even a third of the time to knock this out. So I showed up very underprepared. And out of all the people that auditioned, I was the only one that got in. It should not have been enough, okay? (laughs) Like, I was so prepared for them to be like, sorry, come back next time. Yeah, That's just not the way that it worked. Everything about it was so terrifying and so fearful. I remember crying, packing my suitcase. Like, I remember... (laughs) Like waking up the morning of the audition and being like, I shouldn't even be here and I should just pack my shit and go home right now and not even do it. Right. I'm going up against these these people that so much artists. more experience yeah. that I have. And the people I was auditioning for, I had so much respect for. I wanted to play in their playground, right? But I had to be afraid to step up into that space. And when I did that, Whatever happened, because I have zero memory of what happened, y'all. Like, I don't remember (laughs) what happened. I do remember I did something really wrong. And same thing. They have a camera. You know, so, like, you're being videoed. There's, like, 300 of your colleagues that you look up to the most watching you, you know. And I screwed something up. And I, like, smeared mascara, like, underneath this chick's eyeball. And I was like, fuck, you know. And so... I do remember I did this thing where I was like, you know, sometimes you slip up or you glitch and you just have to learn how to clean it up, you know? And so I just rolled with it and I cleaned it up. And I do remember them telling me, like, you screwing up and not freaking out was part of why you got in, you know, was that you just rolled with it and showed your humanness for real. And that being but stepping up and being afraid and doing it anyway Becoming a professional was the first time that that worked out for me. Um, And that all other factors said I shouldn't even have been there in the first place. So it wasn't just that I was scared. It was also that every reason in the book for me not to do it was there. And I was like, fuck it all. I'm doing it anyway, you know. Yeah. And that that repetitively in my career anyway 
has been an example of how fear gives you somewhere to lean into, not something to run away from, you know, and the more you get on top of your brain's ability to insulate you like that, you can do bigger and scarier things. Um, so yeah, like doing it scared and stepping into the playground that you don't think you're big enough to play in yet is the secret. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always work out in that example, sometimes it works out where you're like, oh, I have a lot more to learn. I have, you know, like there's been plenty yeah, of arenas. So sometimes you do have to go back and, sure. you know, like try again, you know, whatever. There's been lots of times where I've yeah. tried something and it wasn't for me or that I could see I had so much further to go that it wasn't quite right. Um, but it's so interesting how all of that stuff still motivates you and you're called to it where you're like, no, this is my thing. I'm just not there yet. Or you get the no and you're like, okay, maybe that's not my thing. And you try something else. But right. either way, um, expanding into these big pieces, because now, quite literally, you have done a live hair demo standing next to Gina. Yeah. And that's something that is done. Like, you can't undo that. You did it. If you would have told me three plus years ago. Yeah. I would have been like, you're dreaming. No freaking way, man. Yeah, like, no freaking way. So let's talk about like feeling not enough because that's really what it comes mm -hmm. down to, right? Is like oh, yeah. when you're performing in these, you know, bigger playgrounds or let's just say that like there's something you've always wanted to do that you've never had the courage to do before that you're ready to try it now. What is this conversation about? I'm not enough, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, man. Because <clears throat> what you discover inevitably is that you actually were enough. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there's not this gap between I can't do this, but I want to do this, you know? And how do we get those two things together? My answer is really stupid. Oh, bring it. <laughs> It's the whenever I'm feeling not enough, I have to remember that I'm that bitch. Yes. <laughs> no, that's totally it. Then I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was divinely created. I am infinitely loved and right. supported. Yes. And I am here to do the work and to inspire others yes. to do the work. And that's what I meant like when I wanted to dip out and leave. Mm. I'm like, no, Jessica, like what kind of leader would you be? And, you know, like, not that I give a shit about what other people think. It's just that there's this underlying, like, I feel like we're here to witness each other yes. in these moments, right? And during that hour and a half, those people witnessed me in a really mm -hmm. uncomfortable, embarrassing hard moment where I could not keep up with him. And that sweet little girl in the SpongeBob shirt was like, you did really good today. <laughs> um, she was oh, so thanks. sweet. Um, and um, that, yeah, like the gap between I'm not enough and I'm going to do it anyway is I am 100% that bitch. Yeah. And I was divinely created and I'm infinitely loved and supported. And so I'm going to show up and do it anyway. And if I look like a fool, then, well, 
I'll come out a better person for it anyway, I suppose. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself. Well, definitely with the dancing, but I also think that this is true of like sports or organized sports or even solo sports is that you're supposed to be having fun. That's the whole freaking point. I mean, yeah, you can win or lose or you can make the team or not or whatever, you know, like carrot at the end of the situation is. But that if you're not having fun and authentically like doing it for the reason that you got into it, then what's the point, you know? And you'll see so many athletes, especially that are performing at the highest levels of their sports, get to a point where they don't enjoy what they're doing anymore because there's so much pressure to perform. And they tap out, man. They're just like, this is not what I got into this for. And that if you're not, so in the dancing, like, if you were there the whole time and you were so hung up on like doing it right or doing it as well as the person next to you or whatever the mm-hmm. case is, you're not like embodying or enjoying what it is about dance that gets you so turned on in the first place. You know what the other lesson out of this was? What? So I grew up in a dance environment and Laurie, I know you grew up in the same kind I of did. dance environment yeah. where everything was very technical and pretty mm-hmm. and everyone had to look the same yes so where I was tripping up which I'll know next time to not get so tripped up on is that I was trying to emulate exactly what this choreographer was doing I mean step by step hand motion by hand motion everything he did I thought I had to do and then he was like all right everybody just get your own style have fun and Mm. and I was like wait what's my style (laughs) I've never freestyled in my life Because I, for 17 years, danced in a way where when a choreographer says, turn this way, arms this way, like that is where you were verbatim, verbatim, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So when I was watching these other dancers and they're sliding through these motions and choreography and steps, not exactly if this is really hard to explain. With their own flair and style, but they're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. that I was like, what the, they, they're not, but they're not moving their foot exactly like. They're doing it wrong. You know, like, yeah. And I'm like trying to make it pretty. Yeah. I'm like, hip hop's not pretty. It's not. It's not pretty and it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be pretty. Yeah. So like, just let the fuck go. Right. Relax. Yeah. Jessica, like get the stick out of your ass right. and relax and stop trying to look like this pretty ballerina. This is not that arena. Nope. And so it's also this lesson in completely letting go. Yes. Um, And just, yeah, showing up messy anyway. That's probably one of my favorite things about Everdance, I think, is that nobody can see, but that the instructors and the girls that are on there teaching you are so real and not polished or Mm -hmm. perfect, you know, and it just gives you so much freedom to be who you are, you know? And that's one of my favorite things about hip-hop dancing is that it is so like much Rappers a, don't give a fuck. No, <laughs> and that the more, like, real and raw you are yeah. and not pretty, like, that's the more authenticity that comes out in it, which is why people love it, you know, yeah. is that they can feel that from you. Um, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch your video. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> you can watch it by yourself. Right? I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I'm, I will totally watch it. You don't have to. Um so also about like doing it scared 
or being afraid to like step up and step into where it is that you're going, I think comes up a lot with this fear of failure that so many of us have, right? That I'm going to do it and I'm going to be a failure at it. And then I'm, and then that's just going to reinforce the fact that I can't do anything right. Right. You know, like, and that so many of us would rather not try at all than try something that we think we're going to be bad at, you know, Mm -hmm. which is so limiting to your sensibilities, you know, like obviously there's things that like, you're probably a better dancer than I am, but that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be dancing. Right. Right. Like then that if, or painting is another really good example, you know, like that while I'm learning to try and paint a pretty face, I am painting a lot of busted faces, you know, like, and (laughs) that it's, and that, you know, when you're talking about paint, I'm spending canvas and paint and time and energy making something that I might not love, you know? Um, And that that seems wasteful almost, you know, like why should I even try? But my faces are actually getting better, you know, and that, and then I'm just learning. I can just paint over that ugly face. I don't like it. Start (laughs) over, you know, and that there's a, there's real magic in doing something without being attached to the outcome being perfect. Mm -hmm. And that you don't do that unless you're a little bit scared. It shows you that you care about what it is that you're doing and that you are going to get better at it gradually or you're not, but either way, like, that the whole purpose is the expansion. Yeah. The whole purpose is the growth, is the, you know, learning that aspect of it. But I feel like collectively we've just gotten really bad at this idea that it's okay to be not an expert at something the second that you step out. Um, we ran into this a lot working with young hairdressers and yes, assistant programs, you yes, know, where they were so scared to be bad at cutting for instance that they wanted to specialize in color and they didn't want to cut at all because they were terrified like, of no, being be a bad, bad. Hair cutter you know you know and I'm like yeah be bad this is why we have mannequin heads right like, they're not gonna care cut <laughs> past your guide that's fine you know like <laughs> she's not gonna cry it's cool and we'll just give her pixie anyway after she's done yeah. like <laughs> so that and especially when you're talking about something really technical like hair cutting um you've got to be you've got to walk before you can run Mm-mm. and that you know I think about brain surgeons like talk about a whole nother level of like I cannot imagine it's terrifying <laughs> like that every level of being great or doing something that feels really really huge requires that you practice at a level where you first were the beginner and coming to things with a beginner's mind is like a Buddhist principle you know like yeah. to always have a beginner's mind and everything that you do makes you really humble and really allows so much room and flexibility for you to be gentle with other people and with yourself. And that it's such a beautiful practice to be okay not being great at something and doing it anyway just for the joy of trying it, you know? Even if what you find out is that you, it's not your thing, you know? Yeah. Like, that that's still great. And um, that if we could all be more comfortable being bad at things. Mm-hmm. you know and make the it. world would be so much more fun really like <laughs> and that's what's so cool about kids is yeah. like kids don't need to be great at something they don't care that their artwork doesn't look like an elephant and it's just some <laughs> weird squid like they enjoyed the process of making it and they're so proud of their elephant at the end yeah. you know and yeah. that that is um and same with dogs 
you know, like, or any type of pet or animal. They just, like, the way that they look or the way that things are perceived are not important to them. They have this consciousness of it's enough to just be me. And that's true for all of us. Um, you just got to be willing to be scared. Do it anyway. I love it. I love it, too. Um, so what are you going to do next that scares you? Well, we're about to go to the Midwest Hairstyling Awards. <laughs> yep, we are. Which by the time this releases, I don't know if we'll have already been there. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, we're about to go to the Midwest Hairstyling Awards. We just filmed our sizzle reel for that. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in front of people's faces. I feel like this is kind of our like beauty industry debut. I mean, I a haven't been bit. to an actual hair show in a minute. I know. Was it Congress? That was <laughs> a long that time was ago. A long time ago. Um, that so was like yeah, 2019. We um, have Midwest coming up. Yeah. I'm going to be doing more hip hop. Mm. I also am via YouTube learning a dance um, that just caught my attention that I feel like I want to film myself doing once I feel really confident in it. It's a very like emotional, much more up my alley, like lyrical right. style. <laughs> um, very pretty, you know, but um, yeah. So I feel like I'm going to put out some like content around that. Um, and yeah, I just feel like God with badass ladies club, we're always doing something scary. We're like, what's going to make me be the most freaked out? Let's do that. Like, Let's do that one. That sounds fun. Yeah. What about you, Laurie? What scary things do you have coming oh, up? God. Take your pick, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm working on a project right now with a beauty company that I'm really excited about that I'm actually not going to talk too much in detail right, about right now. Right, right, right. We can't do that yet. Um, in the works. But I will say this. It is... Um, easily the most ambitious thing that I have ever decided I could do before. Um, yeah. And at the same time feels totally doable. So that's interesting, you know, yeah. like to uh, step into that. And it's also funny because like after a year and a half of like things being like so not structured <laughs> and so like easy breezy, I don't know what I'm going to do on Wednesday. Like we'll just see what happens. Uh, Working in this arena where, yeah, I'm coming into alignment with this new beauty company um, is a very structured ordeal. One of those things where you're like, I've been training my whole life to do this yeah. project, you know? Yeah, and, you have. Um, and the more that I get into it, the more excited I become. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, look at all this work that you're creating <laughs> for yourself. Um, and so it's like this constant check in with is this really aligned? Does this fit with Badass Ladies Club? Is this going to allow me to do all the other things that I'm loving doing so much? And that it seems scary to uh, be adding that to all of the things that I feel like I'm already so busy doing, you know? Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's that. And then also just how entertaining it is that we are going to the Midwest Hairstyling Awards on the heels of Pets for Vets because obviously Gina will be there mm -hmm. and so much of the crew that we're going to be hanging out with and working with um, is different than the hair show crew I used to run with, you know, like that I'm not used to going to shows where I'm like, this is your crew, really. Like you're the one that's been working with these people. <laughs> and so it's so interesting yeah. to come to the show 
not being the person that knows all the people. Um, You'll know, I know a them. lot of these people. I'm just saying you've worked with them a lot more recently and yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in more, um, you well, spent more time. And honestly, though, even though we both know these people, we've never worked together in front of them as Badass Ladies Club. Right. I've been there wearing my Badass Ladies Club shirt yes. and being like, yeah, Laurie, you know, she's back home or, you know, whatever. But mm. this will actually be our first time to show up together, showing up yeah. together at an event like this. I also think that's the other like kind of scary thing is that when I've gone to shows like this and represented, I was representing someone else's brand or someone else's right. manufacturer or I was representing a makeup team like to show up and represent Badass Ladies Club feels totally different to me. Um and it's exciting and it's fun. But then there's also that element of like, oh, my God, will they like us? Like, will we show right. up and do all of these things and have all this effort and put all this work into this show? And maybe everybody will just be like, Meh, whatever, like they're not a thing. Or is it going to be this experience where we get to expand into a new market and get to discover, like, is this show circuit something that we want to continue to do or not? Um it's also really fun because we've got a crew that's coming along with us to like represent and support. So like there's a community of badass yes. ladies club yes, that's yes, going to yes. be there. Um, so yeah, it's all just really exciting. Exciting things are scary as fuck y'all. Like if you're not, but really though, <laughs> a little bit intimidated by what it is that you're stepping into, um, maybe try asking a little more of yourself because you're totally capable of, stepping in at these higher levels get uncomfortable yeah that's so funny that you said that because a couple of days ago I don't even remember what came up about being comfortable with being uncomfortable which is a theme that was given to us several years ago mm -hmm. and I really worked with this idea of like can I get comfortable being uncomfortable and I decided when I was sitting with that, like, I don't fucking like that term because <laughs> it's not about being comfortable, getting uncomfortable. It's about being uncomfortable and knowing that, like, I'm bigger than the discomfort anyway. Yeah. So I'm not comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm, I'm bigger than the discomfort. Yeah. And that if I'm going to have to learn to be good at something that I'm not good at, is that uncomfortable or is that just like back to our original point, being okay with being a beginner until I can get more experience and then decide, yeah, I want to keep well, getting better or not. just knowing that you're going to come out on the other side. And that this idea of like getting comfortable being uncomfortable means that you're always going to be uncomfortable. Right. I don't, don't want to live in anxiety. Like, no, like, like. And that I feel like reinforces this idea that you have to be uncomfortable and All unhappy in order to achieve anything. Yeah. No, no, no. And no, what no. I'm saying is when I'm fear when I'm afraid of doing something, that I want to do it and my passion is so strong behind it, and I'm so confident that I'm capable and bigger than this fear that I do it anyway because I want to. As opposed to just being like because the reverse can also be true when you're doing something for the wrong reasons. Because you feel like you have to, because you feel like you're obligated, because you feel like somebody expects you to, then you're uncomfortable for good reasons. Yeah. And you shouldn't get comfortable with that discomfort. You should check yourself and ask yourself, 
Do I really want this? Is this inspiring to me? Am I passionate about it? Do I feel like it's uncomfortable, but I'm bigger than this discomfort? And that's a totally different vibe than mm-hmm. suffer in your discomfort <laughs> so you can be something when you grow up, you know? Yeah. And the, yeah. Fuck that. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, um, do it scared. Do it scared. And watch You'll what survive. kind of magic uh, comes up <laughs> out of it. We believe in you. We love you guys. We're so excited to hear about all the big, scary things you're doing. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. 